It is Monday, November 23rd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who believes turkeys are grown on a poultry. JP, sorry, Shadrick. You're you're stretching a little bit today, Joe. Welcome in. Jaguars happy hour on this Monday, the day after the loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Thanksgiving week. We have a lot to be thankful for. My name's JP Shadrick. Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli coming up. We've got a busy program, the Steelers-Jaguars review. We'll see what went wrong. Not a lot went right, especially for Jake Luton. He struggled four interceptions against the Steelers' defense yesterday. We'll break all that down. The Jaguars' defense walking wounded. We'll go around the AFC South. We'll get to the social media questions, which uh, there were many today, and the not-so-powerful draft order rankings, which has become, unfortunately, a staple on the show. And we'll go around the National Football League. Let's start with yesterday's game. The Jags fall 27-3 to the Steelers, the ninth consecutive loss. Tied for the longest losing streak in a single season in franchise history. The only other time they did that was 2016. Head coach Doug Marone not worried about himself. He's worried about the players and coaches. You know, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to look in the mirror and say, okay, you know, have I done everything I possibly can? You know, have I, have I exhausted every avenue? Have I, you know, motivated to the best of my ability? Have I kept everything together? And I'm not going to say that's that that that's a win. That's part of my job. That's my responsibility, and that's one I take um, a lot of pride in. And I haven't been always been able to do that. And you guys know about the past, so I haven't been able to keep that, you know, uh, thing together at times. But um, you know, I feel I feel like I I owe these guys everything that I have. That's just how I feel. Head coach Doug Marone, it's a struggle right now. Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli joining us on the program. And uh, 27 to 3, now nine in a row, guys. What's up, Pete, Tony? I have, I have breaking news, real quick. Just breaking news. We can, just, we can actually change a segment on the show. Um, I have the Jaguars now last in the uh, AFC power rankings. After, no. they were, after they were third last week. So. <laughs> they oh moved God. down again. Oh, boy. They're, they're officially last. Where, where, I'm do sorry. The, where do you have them in the league? That's the question. Uh, 31st. 31st, but. Oh, you got your fingers crossed that they're 32nd by the time the way by the time the season ends. <laughs> uh, it's not pretty, JP. And you know, every Monday we get on here and we say, "Oh, we're going to say the same old things again." Well, yeah. the reality is that's what happens when your team is bad. The question is, is this the worst team in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars? And the answer to that question is definitely yes. Well, here's an interesting stat, uh, Pete. To, I guess I, I hate to say back that up. During this year, the average uh, in the nine-game losing streak, um, JP mentioned that the last one was in 2016. That was the year Gus Bradley got fired. Mm-hmm. The margin of defeat for this team is, I think, 15 and a half points. The margin of defeat for that team was 8.3 points. And so a whole t- they're getting beat by a whole touchdown more a game. Trouble. Um, than the last time this franchise had a nine-game losing streak. Yeah, it's the worst team. Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's by far the worst team. And there are going to be changes coming. And the question becomes, when do they come? 
Is there any reason at all to make those changes right now? I don't think um, you do Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be rough this week, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. The holiday's coming. I mean, here's my problem with that. I don't that, think Pete. so. Is, uh, it's, a, it's a good question. I'm not going to answer it because I'm, I'm not, it's not my responsibility to fire people or hire people. And I don't like firing people on the radio. And I've gotten, I've gotten on other people who fired people on the radio before. We remember. Um, yeah, especially because it was a little premature. Um, with that said, I think it's a fair question. Because is there, is there any doubt that it's, it's going to happen? No. I don't think there's any doubt. I don't know how Shad Khan can look the fan base and the media and the National Football League in the face and say, we're going to bring everybody back. I don't see how you can do that. So, but then the question becomes, if you wait until the end of the season, is that a disadvantage? Or are you hurting your franchise by doing that? We saw the Falcons clean house. And has that helped them at all? Are they, they're already, you see stories, they already have some candidates in mind. But don't you already know who the candidates are? I think the only thing that, Again, if, based on what you said, so assuming you're correct that everyone's getting you know cleaned out, I think the only thing of doing it sooner than later, not on the coaching side, but if you're going to clean house on the personnel and the GM side as well, getting that GM in place first so that that individual has the ability to go hire the head coach that he wants. And we know how that so, works. And we know how that works right after. If you fire a guy on, on Monday – or after the season's over, you usually want that GM hired within a week to get your coaching search going right away. That's right, because coaching search, and by the way, you know, you got to start working, you know, figure out what you're doing in the draft, free agency, senior bowls a couple weeks away, you know, only a couple weeks away. You know, what's that going to look like in this COVID world? We don't even know. But there's a lot of work to be done, um, not just hiring the coach, but also getting ready for the next year if you're that personnel person, if you're the GM. Yeah, so, I mean, look, those guys are smart. They've been around the NFL a long time. They have to see the handwriting on the wall. They have to know what's coming. And, and I think they do. And it, Like you said, Tony, it's never fun to fire people. But you're hired in that business to be fired. That's just the reality of it. It's terrible, well, but that's the reality of it. Come on. That's, that's, you name me a coach that doesn't get fired. It rarely They're happens. Rare. Very rare. Well, it is rare, but it, it still doesn't make it easy, Pete, especially around the holidays. We're talking about it right now. It's no, no fun I for mean, anybody. look, I'm not, I, but, I, I, I love, I'd love to sit here and say, it, look, I respect all the people that I've ever encountered inside that building from a working standpoint. And Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell, all of them. I've known them all. I've, I've come to like them and respect them, but they're not dummies. They know, they know what this league is. It's a, the results-oriented league. Well, it's not. It's just not. It is a results-oriented league, and you're gonna, you know, you have you have a, you've lost nine games in a row, and and a lot of those games haven't even been close. And the bigger concern, I think, Pete, outside of like, the, okay, the positives are you have cap space and you have draft pick, but then you say, okay, we have to make sure we use that cap space and those draft picks wisely. Okay, what? gives you the confidence that that's going to happen. Well, then you just have to revert right back to the current roster. Is this a good current roster? No. 
Okay, in the in the in the job of the individuals led by really Dave's job was to build this roster, and we sit here right now with the youngest team in the NFL, not overly talented, and at one and nine. That, that, doesn't the, mean there's not, that doesn't mean there's not some good pieces, right? And there's but some there's good, a lot there's some young players. Of course, but the, the next guy who does, if Dave does get fired, the next guy who comes in is going to have some young players that he can kind of build around a little bit. The problem is now it's starting to trickle up, and you're starting to hear criticism of the ownership group, and so starting, that's yes. when it becomes loud criticism. I mean, yesterday, yes, and yesterday, what? First, I saw what was the tweet? This second fastest to a hundred losses mm-hmm. in the NFL as an owner. Is that right? Correct. If you count the playoff loss, yes. So that's when now if you're Shad Khan and you're Tony Khan and you start seeing that kind of criticism, now it's bleeding up to you. It's gone from this to this, and now it's up to you. So now you're sitting in a situation where you're going to be faced with hearing endless stream of criticism but, you, but don't you think that started in jp i'd love your perspective because you you follow twitter and you're have a good handle on the fans better than anybody but i think that started last offseason pete when there wasn't a change made last year i think that's a good place yeah. to start yeah, yeah i think it is um uh, they they took a lot of criticism for that to keeping it status quo um, but but now just but jp don't you agree judging by twitter and and social media and everything now that it's it's Elevated oh, yeah. to a newer level above them to to from you know here it's just Marone Caldwell now it's gotten up to the to the cons I think and, it feels and that way whether yes. that's right or whether that's right I mean ultimately you're the owner of the team you're responsible for that that's right you hire and fire who you want well and I think that the hard part is right now Pete is it's not just a another losing season another season of you know double digit losses. There's not a lot of hope in the fan base. I mean, and that's where you really start getting worried. I mean, one, you look at the crowd yesterday, it was 90% Steeler fans. Um, two, I mean, you listen, I mean, I, I hear it from people that I'm friends with, play golf with, and hang out in the community with. You hear it on talk radio, you hear it on Twitter, you know, you hear it everywhere. There's not even hope. It's not like, the hope is like hopefully you know changes are made and we get Trevor Lo- uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Like, that's any- all anyone has to hang on to right now. It's not like they say, "Man, we're hopeful because of the team we have, and we we see a pathway to get there to be good." And that's where you start getting really concerned because it, it's about the all, the the entire organization at that point. And and to me, like if that's the hope, one position, one guy, then. Is that a sense of false hope? I mean, you need a lot more than no, that. That's a that's no, a nice that's piece. That's the a hope. big piece. It's always, no, but it's not like JP, they're going to win next year with hope. a quarterback. Yes. If you win. get a franchise quarterback, it cures your ills. Well, yes and no, Pete. Right. There was a franchise quarterback in Cincinnati named Joe Burrow that everyone felt good until his knee went sideways because they couldn't protect him, and he got he finally the abuse that he got all year caught up. Um, Come on, Tony. You know that that injury can happen any any quarterback in the league. Okay, Uh, that's exhibit one. You're right. It can. It's a dangerous game. Even if you have the best offensive line, guys can get hurt. No doubt about it. I'm not putting it on just that. I'll give you exhibit two. There's this guy called Andrew Luck who should be at the prime of his career right now, but because for five years got the hell beat out of him, decided he didn't want to play football anymore. 
And so it's not just it is well, about. And see, and I'm gonna I'm gonna flip on the other side of that one too. That speaks more about him than it does about. Okay, I'm I'm not saying. Come that. on. Pete, my, <laughs> okay, but Pete, my point is this. Here's my point. And I think you agree with me on this. If you want to have real hope, in my opinion, it starts with the quarterback, what you just said. No doubt about it. You and I are aligned. You have to have a franchise quarterback to consistently win in this league. It's just the way it is. It's the way the game is designed now more than ever because of the rules and everything else. So we're in agreement there. But I'll say this. You better have a quarterback. And after that, you better have somebody or multiple people who can affect the quarterback meaning a defensive front, and you better have a bunch of dudes who can protect the quarterback. If you don't have the foundation of big people on both lines who can get after the quarterback and protect the quarterback and that quarterback, it is really hard to win in this league. Okay, Let, let's, let's spin it forward. This team somehow had Justin Herbert and the same offensive line and the same skilled people and James Robinson as the running back, as is. Is that a good offense? It's it's pretty good. Well, there there's your answer to your question. Okay, so but that, you still, that but, line isn't great, Tony. That line is not great. No, but I, uh, you're right. But Pete, you're still not a. I don't think you have a winning record right now because you can't affect the quarterback. That's right. You have nine sacks. That's the other side. You've also used a lot of draft capital on the other side of the ball to kind of Wait, affect the quarterback, which is a problem. That's yeah. a major Correct. issue. But that you get the guy, and then the rest of the stuff all fills in after it. You have to get the guy first. You you're can't missing. build it. No, I understand what you're saying, but you can't build it and hope like heck you get the quarterback. You have no. to build it around the quarterback. I said it last year. I've said it multiple times. And, again, nothing against Gardner Minshew. I said it on this show. We talked about it. I said it on other shows. said the people. I would have drafted a quarterback and gone after a quarterback this year because I wasn't sure Gardner Minshew is the franchise quarterback. And until you have that guy, you have to be chasing to get that guy. And, and this is, goes back to this. If take away their two draft picks, C.J. Anderson and Chason, and if you traded up to get Herbert, the franchise would be in 50,000 times better shape than it is right now. 100%. There would be hope. Like you just said before. That's, that's be my hope. point. In Los Angeles, for the Chargers, they have a bunch of issues. They don't know how to win games. They can't close out games and everything else. There might be a there might be a head coaching change there as well this year. You know, it's probably a coin flip right now. But you know what? The ten Charger fans that are actually in LA, they have bigger issues. They don't have any fans. But the ten that are in, they are hopeful because they watch that guy throw for three fifty every week and stand in the pocket and make plays on schedule and off schedule. And they're like, you know what? We got our guy. We might need to get a coach. We might need to – if we don't change a coach, we might have to figure out how to stay healthy. There's other issues, but they have the guy. Vaselli just made a fan's crack about another team. I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Top I mean, rope. <laughs> Top rope Tony. <laughs> I mean, uh, hot meat kettle. <laughs> I mean, come on, Tony. You can't do that. Wow. How many years have the Jaguar fans taking a beating and people don't understand that there's actually a, a, a big-time fan base? They're just tired of all losing. Is there a big fan There's a There was a good fan base in San Diego. I'm not saying. The old-time Charger fans, good fans. You're telling me there's a really a fan base in L.A. for the Chargers? No, in Jacksonville there's a fan base. That's what I'm saying. I a big time, that. But they're not going to the games. I know. But guess what? 
since the Chargers moved there, usually when a team moves to a new city for the first year, like people can't wait to go. The first year they were there, they couldn't sell at a 25,000-seat stadium, Pete. The Chargers had been there before and played, remember, way back in the day. They were the Los Angeles Chargers at one point. But you know what I'm saying. Yes. But, but Tony, don't take shots at other teams. (laughs) Come on. You've been defending that in Jacksonville for years and years Because we have a good – because there's fans here. Not right now there isn't. Not right now there isn't. No, there's fans here. They are tired of it, though. They're mad. Even worse than mad. I wish they were really mad. I, I fear there's a, the the start of apathy is coming in. Like that's just, the worst case. Mm-hmm. I agree. Worst mm-hmm. So are there chants like yesterday? Are there chants or are people too nice? Are they are they getting mad? Are they angry? You couldn't. There was more Steeler fans. Pete, I'm not making this up. JP was there. When I say ninety percent, I mean maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But it was over 80%. A lot of towels being slung around yesterday. I'll say that. Let's uh, come back. Plenty ahead. We'll uh, get into the offensive performance and what's next at the quarterback position this year. We won't go into next year. We will later in the show, but not this coming segment. We'll discuss Luton's Day yesterday and the decisions possibly ahead the final six weeks of the season. Second hour of the show, we'll have your social questions go around the AFC South, the not-so-powerful draft order, and much more ahead. We're off and running. Jaguars happy hour on a Monday on the Jaguars Digital Network. They're home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Jaguars fans, game day is back, and while it might look a little different this year, the good times, smooth drinks, and tailgate excitement will never change when you're cheering on the Jags with Jameson. So pull up a seat, pour a smooth Jameson, ginger, and lime, and enjoy game day with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars General Manager Dave Caldwell. Did you know you can ride your bike to every Jaguars home game at TIAA Bank Field and valet it for free? Stop by our bicycle check-in tent sponsored by Alert Today, Florida, near Gate 1 at TIAA Bank Field. An on-duty Zen Cog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secure during the game. When the game is over, return your claim ticket to pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, alert today, alive tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Go Jaguars. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, namasteing now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe.
The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Brooks Rehabilitation outpatient locations throughout Florida are currently open and accepting in-person and telehealth appointments. They're following CDC guidelines to include screenings, temperature checks, face masks, social distancing, and additional sanitizing of all surfaces. They're taking extra precautions to ensure your safety so you can focus on your recovery. Please call their central intake unit at 904-345-7277, option 3, to schedule your visit. Brooks Rehabilitation is the official rehabilitation provider for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Uh, you know, I don't think it disrupted my, my rhythm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here to go through my reads and, and get the ball in the hands of my playmakers, and I didn't do a good enough job of that. Um, you know, I thought the line did a pretty good job. Gave me enough time to get the ball out, and, and I just didn't execute. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour on a Monday afternoon. That's Jake Luton, the Jaguars quarterback, after a 27-3 loss to the Steelers in Week 11. Nine straight losses now for the Jags. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, and Tony Vaselli. Glad you're along with us today. And that brings us to the offensive discussion yesterday. Jake Luton, 16 of 37, passing 151 yards, no touchdowns, four interceptions, a 15.5 rating. Those are the stats in the game. And, you know, it. <laughs> once they got behind by a couple scores and the running game was pretty much out the window, we talked about it pregame, Tony. That you had an idea of what the Steelers' defense could do, and and Luton uh, just didn't really have it later in the game. And Doug Marone actually said after the game he he was thinking about bringing in Mike Glennon. Didn't pull the trigger on that. Um, how does Luton bounce back from a day like this? Well, let me start by saying I appreciate his protecting the offensive line, but I thought that especially as the game went on again, I thought the tackle struggled at times. Um, and I think he the, was the right tackle really struggled. It looked like from the TV. Well, I think both did it. I mean, um, I don't think it was a great day. Um, now it didn't mean they were getting beat every play or anything like that. Um, but there was too much pressure. And I, I mean, I used to have higher expectations of both Cam and Juwan. So I appreciate, but, but you uh, said that going in last week, remember you said that those tackles had problems last week against green Bay. And if they had problems against green Bay, they're going to have problems this week as well. Yeah. I was worried about it. I mean, those are two good pass rushers they have there. And, 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 and um, but with that said, it wasn't always on the offensive line. Uh, I think Luton missed some things. I think he missed some opportunities down the field and he was wildly inaccurate for the most part of the game. And he just, you know, I give him credit. He didn't get, he wasn't like he was panicked. 
It wasn't like he was jumpy in the pocket, even when he the pocket was closing down and there was traffic and everything like that. But he's just really inaccurate, man. The ball was sailing on him. Yeah, sailing. Two weeks, in a row. Yep. Two weeks in a row. I, I, I kind of blamed the wind last week uh, when they played Green Bay, but there was no wind uh, uh, yesterday, and the ball was all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I thought just watching, and I went back and rewatched it today on just the regular TV, and um, it just it was high way too many times. But, like, okay, give me one. Conley in the middle of the field had a high ball. He should have pulled that one in. Um, did you agree? Remember? Oh, yes. I mean, I yeah. had it in the hand. The interception that he was that was tipped at the goal line, it would, could have made a 10-10. Um, I don't even know where he was throwing the ball to. He was throwing it. It looks like he was throwing it to Eifert, and he was covered. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was not I mean, He has nobody to go to there. It, it just – it was not a good performance by Luton. But, again, is it a performance – the numbers are far worse than the performance. Let's put it that way. Don't you think? The four interceptions, uh, I, I the tip at the yeah, line of scrimmage, the one yeah, with Fitzpatrick. He was so in. He was so inaccurate. I mean, even the start of the game, he, he, like some of the catches guys had to make were like acrobatic catches to go up high. I mean, everything was sailing on him. Yeah. And everything's a fastball. There's no change up. I mean, it's just like coming out of there 100 miles an hour and it's offline. And so, yeah, no, I don't think. I think I put it on him. I think it was on him. I don't think the numbers were good. And I don't think the performance was good. There was one that so James Ruddy, Robinson had to, to catch on the far sideline. Yeah. Out in the left. Behind it, was, him. it was a great catch, yeah. but it wasn't close to accurate. So what do you do? Oh, gosh. I mean. I'll say this. Doug Marone today said that uh, he needs to see Gardner Minshew throw a little bit. He said the athletic training staff said he's 100%, but they need to see more throwing and see the coaching staff, see him on the practice field to see how Gardner is. And then get everybody, you know, before that, get everybody around uh, today and figure out how Jake's doing above the shoulders, how Gardner's hand is doing, how uh, Glennon is, and then make a decision after that. So he wasn't ready to make a move today. So yeah, I mean, if Minshew's ready to play, you think he's going back to him? Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think so too. What, what, what would you do? I'm, I, I, probably I go, go back. back to, probably go back to Glennon is out of the equation for me. I'm not playing him. No, I'm not playing Glennon either. That escalated um, quickly. Remember a couple of weeks ago, it's like, oh, Luton is going to be the guy all year. He might struggle a little bit, but he's got a big arm. He can throw it down the field and all this. But and that, that is a pretty it. darn good defense he faced yesterday. Yeah, I know. And here's the thing: I go back and forth because. Gardner probably gives you more because of his athletic ability, extending plays and doing different things, limited with his arm, um, more accurate than uh, way more, ac- much more accurate than Luton. But you're limited, I think. I mean, at least like Luton's only, he's a rookie. It's only three games. Wouldn't you, aren't you like more interested to see what Luton can do? Uh, I probably would start Luton again, but I think he's going to go back to Minshew. Or, I- if Finchu's healthy and you don't go to him, if you start Luton and the ball's sailing all over the place in a quarter, then you go to Minshew, and then he's in the rest of the season. That's another possibility. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Does it really matter? <laughs> I was almost, <laughs> I almost. I almost. You, said you, that. It does. Pete, this is where it matters. It doesn't matter to you. It doesn't. The fans, I'm not even sure, care at this point. It does matter to the guys on that team and Doug. And so, with Doug's responsibility, what he needs to do, honestly is and him and the staff have to make the decision whoever gives you the best chance to win well what if that's glennon then you go play glennon 
What, because here's, here's the thing. What do they care about next year? They don't. So you're trying to win for your guys that you have right now. So go play right. Glennon if he's best. If you think Glennon gives you the best chance to win and you're Doug Marone, you play him. I, I agree with you. They might have already if, and if thought Mike, that was the case. And if Mike Glennon's your best chance to win, then God bless you. <laughs> On that note, let's take a timeout. Uh, we'll flip it over <laughs> to the defensive side. A lot of injuries on that side of the ball going into the game and a few more coming out of the game as well. Second hour around the corner. In a little bit, we'll get to your social questions. We'll go around the league, all that ahead. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to Change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat. More cheese. More veggies. More quality. More taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash. Made fresh. Daly's. Why do you choose Farah and Farah? First, we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company. And our track record proves that we know how to win. Our attorneys and staff are a team, and we've worked together for decades. To us, our job is much more than just a paycheck. We love to help. And this is important. We never forget. It's not about us. It's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. The best way to feel love is to share it at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. We always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, our best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. Online at SubaruofOrangePark.com. See dealer website for full details. 
Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Yeah, I mean, NFL getting thrown in trial by fire. It is, and Ben Roethlisberger is a smart guy, and he's going to try to take advantage of it. Steelers have really good skill positions, good guys on the outside, and I thought, I mean, they're they're competing. They're in the right positions all the time, and the other guys just made a few more plays today, and when when a couple of those plays are 50-yard uh, passes on the outside, it, that's an uh, easy way to give up some points. But, I mean, they're out there competing. Um, even the guys who are out there, the young guys, some of them were hurt playing through injuries during the game. Um, so you can't be, can't be nothing but proud of, of the effort they put out there. Joe Schobert, Jaguars linebacker, 13 tackles yesterday in the loss to the Steelers, 27-3. The final, welcome back, Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. Your social questions coming up in the second hour today. Let's flip it around to the defense here. And, you know, they were in the first half of the game. Felt like they were hanging in there at least, you know. And then things kind of slipped away towards the uh, the back end of the football game yesterday. Considering everything that was going on going into the game, they didn't have the starting outside corners. Uh, Henderson's, of course, on injured reserve. And then Sidney Jones has an Achilles issue now. So he was inactive for the game. He was questionable on Friday going in. He did not play. So he had a bunch of new faces out there on the outside and in the secondary. And then during the game, a bunch of guys went down with injury. Daniel Thomas banged up, an arm issue. Josh Allen, obviously, with a knee issue. And D.J. Hayden grabbed the back of his hammy again. So Doug Marone today said those three guys will be out for, quote, quite a bit of time. He didn't give a specific time period for those guys. Uh, Andrew Norman. What was Thomas's injury? Uh, Thomas uh, broken was, arm. Was an arm, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an arm. Did so, he break it? I haven't heard officially, and Doug didn't say officially. Oh, I, 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 maybe I, I saw that on Twitter, so maybe yeah. that's not accurate. So it was an arm issue. He's going to be out for a while, is what he said. And then for Allen, there's no ligament damage, so that's the good news. But it sounds like he'll be out for a while as well. So uh, they were banged up going in. They're even more banged up now, Pete. Yeah, and do the court okay? Will Sidney Jones play next week? I mean, look at the group of guys that are on the field. It's incredible. Claybrook's had a rough go of it yesterday. I mean, that, uh, he had he looked like a guy who was a rookie who shouldn't be starting, and he was thrust into the starting lineup. And those are, those guys are going to have those kind of games. Uh, it's hard to find guys who had really good game or good games uh, on defense, and, and which is interesting because they really didn't give up a ton of points. Right. I mean, Hamilton flashed at times again, I thought. Didn't you, Tony? I mean, it wasn't great, but it was. Yeah, I mean, I give I, I give the defense credit. I mean, they hung in there. I mean, they only they gave up 27 points. So it can't be that good. But the, the offense had four turnovers. So that's four extra possessions that the Steelers got. Um, and if you look at it, I thought they, you know, outside of three runs that Connor kind of broke, they did a good job against the run game. That the Steelers' issues. I don't think that offensive line is very good at run blocking at all, and that, that I think that's going to come bite them at some point. Um, and, I, and I give Todd Wash a ton of credit. I thought he was really creative with the blitzes, and, and he was confused. that was his most creative game. I thought. I thought he. And I he, thought he did a really good job. Yeah. And he confused. I think he confused Ben a couple times. Should have had a pick six with uh, Jared Wilson broke on that ball and just couldn't hold on to it. So, you know, the defense played fine. I mean. 
I mean, that's a that's a good offense. It's an offense that can score some points. They got weapons, and I thought they hung in there. If you think about it, they're without their two starting corners. Then their starting nickel went down, and then their backup corner went down. I mean, pretty soon, you're, the corners across the board were Luke Barco, undrafted free agent, who had not rookie free agent, had played it all this year. Uh, Josiah Scott at nickel, drafted, had not played a he snap. He only played four defense. snaps. I think he played four snaps. That's correct. Still, you're right. That's correct. And then, and then uh, Trey Herndon. That was your that was your start, and then by the way, you're you're on your third safety with Andrew Winger out there, who got beat for the touchdown. So I mean, it's tough. And then you and then you don't have any real pass rush in front of them. I mean, that's that's I mean, a problem. So I, I give them credit for what they hung in there and did. Okay, of the guys who started on Sunday, how many will be starting in the same spot in 2021? Well, Josh Allen. Two. Four. What, Josh Allen? Maybe Hamilton. Five. Hamilton. Hamilton. That's two. Schobert and Miles Jack will start. And, and Daniel maybe, Thomas and, and uh, Wilson. Jared Wilson. That's six. Maybe. Six. Maybe. 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 How many definite? Josh Allen. Hamilton. Three. Hamilton Three and Jackson. Miles Jack and Miles and Miles Jack. Well, they're paying. Hamilton, Schober, they're paying Ham, Hamilton and uh, Allen and Miles Jack going down. That's it. That's the only definite. But they're paying Schobert. Uh, sometimes you got to admit your mistake. Hmm. I wouldn't go that. I, I wouldn't go that far yet. <laughs> well, okay, but are you going to wait till after the season to do it? No. I'm Look, he's I'm not, not awful. He's not awful. Good. But he ain't worth that money. That much is a given. So Tony, this is, you're being this, awful quiet. This is a positive <laughs> conversation. Great. Tony's had enough of this conversation, I think, Pete. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you want me to say? I mean, I'm not, I mean you're better well, with him this year. Than, How many you're better, you're, and I told you what I think. He's better, you're better with him at starting a mic because it moves Miles Jack to um, – Will, are you telling me, is he an all-pro? Is he a Pro Bowl-level Mike linebacker? No. Pro Bowl. Say it again, Pete. He's been to the Pro Bowl. He has. Okay, I'm just, you're asking me if he's playing at that level. I don't think he is. How about that? Okay. All right. So three guys are definite. From the guys who started on Sunday, there's only three definites going into 2021. I would agree. I think that's right. I mean, yeah. Definite. I mean, I think it's going to end up being five or six, but definite. Like, start like you, like these guys are starting caliber players. Okay. Will Chase on be a starter in 2021? I don't think so. Well, that's a miss then. If he's not starting in 2021, it's a miss. Because I, I, I don't think you can start him and Josh Allen. I think you need a bigger defensive end. I was going to say, what kind of scheme are they running? Is it going to be a totally different well, what look? If- what if they come in? What if the guy who comes in and puts three guys down and two guys on the edge standing up? Right. Then you could start both of them. Right. Then he might start. Yeah. Right. I'm saying I'm just thinking the current four three scheme. Yeah, and which almost goes back to the pick of them. If, if you picked him thinking you were going to fit him into this defense, it was almost like why? I mean, unless you felt like he was elite, he had a chance to be an elite pass rusher. 
and then you have two pass rushers and you're a nickel on you know 60% of the time, then it's worthwhile. I don't see anything. I'm not saying he can't be. I haven't seen anything that tells me he's an elite pass rusher. He he made a he made a tackle yesterday though. The TFL, was, uh, in fact, yeah. I hope so. You play defense. You're supposed to make tackles. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he made a tackle. He got no, and I'm not. Right, I'm not. Did he get credit with two tackles? Did he get credit for two pressures too? Let's see. One he had a loop in on the interior where he almost hit Roethlisberger in the middle midsection. Remember that one? He came around and looped inside. He made two official tackles, had one tackle for loss, did not get any credit for quarterback hits. I'll say that. I don't know about okay. pressure. Well, it was, it was, he was right there at the uh, when we released it. So it was. Yeah. But again, he's not lining up or winning against anybody. You got to stun him inside. You know, who used to do that really well, Vic Beasley. <laughs> I mean, look what happened to him. Now, gotta win. Well, yeah. I'm just not, I, I'm not ready to kill him yet. I'm not ready to bury him. Say no, he's I'm not ready to bury him either. I'm just asking you, do you think he's going to be a starter next year? In the current system, no, I don't. Okay. Now, remember, in the so second – oh, go ahead, uh, Tony, my bad. Because in a 4-3, I'm not going to start him and Josh Allen. I need a bigger end to line up on the tight end side. We can hold the point. I don't think he can hold the point. Fair enough. Caleb on Chase on out of LSU, 20th overall pick, couple of tackles yesterday, 11 for the season, has a sack this year, but it just hasn't been on the field a lot uh, this year. Uh, let's see, yesterday, what were his numbers yesterday? Chase on had 46 snaps yesterday. Remember Josh he Allen went down early. He, well, Josh Allen got hurt in the second quarter, that's why. But he played a lot yesterday, though, and, and the production wasn't there. Hey, look. If, there's no other way to sum it up other than the fact that he's been a disappointment so far this year. Well, I mean, six... I mean, you look at it right. I mean, you look at it right now. You're not getting a ton of production out of your top, your three, your first three draft picks. Anderson, Chason, and who am I? Leviscus and all. Yeah, no, yeah, two of them are. Hurt. Yeah, that's right. That's the thing. Now, I mean, that doesn't mean. I mean, injuries happen. So I'm not. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean they can't. They're not good players or can't play. It just as you sit here today, you're not getting production out. of So you're, the best production out of the rookie is clearly the undrafted running back, and then after that, it's got to be who? Devon Hamilton. Hamilton. Devon. Yeah. And then the, the one after that would have been um, uh, probably Clay Brooks or uh, oh, Daniel or, Thomas. Uh, Thomas. Was Daniel Thomas. Yeah. yeah. But now Thomas is hurt. Clay Brooks has been really good on special teams. Right. Right. But remember, that's what he was drafted for. He was going to be a return specialist, right? He wasn't supposed to be on the field on defense. Yeah, he's done a good job, too. He's a good gunner. I mean, he's a good football player. I mean, I I think he has a future in the league as a special teams guy and, you know, a backup corner for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. I think we've lost Pete. He's frozen on our screen, which is uh, the best face he's had all day. Uh, Tony. So uh, let's take a time. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a very, it's not a very becoming uh, picture that he's frozen. He has like like turkey goggle, a gaggle of a neck kind of <laughs> hanging down there a little bit. <laughs> Bad angle. You got to be careful. If it's going to freeze, you got to freeze like in a good long neck, you know, sit up straight kind of look. I mean, glass houses and all, how many good angles are there down there? Not a lot. There not, aren't not many. Lot. Let's come back. Plenty more ahead. I'm back. Oh, we're back in a moment, Pete. Stand by. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. (laughs) 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat, more cheese, more veggies, more quality, more taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash, made fresh, Daly's. Brooks Rehabilitation Outpatient Locations throughout Florida are currently open and accepting in-person and telehealth appointments. They're following CDC guidelines to include screenings, temperature checks, face masks, social distancing, and additional sanitizing of all surfaces. They're taking extra precautions to ensure your safety so you can focus on your recovery. Please call their central intake unit at 904-345-7277, option 3, to schedule your visit. Brooks Rehabilitation is the official rehabilitation provider for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Looking to be your own boss in a proven business model? Do you like construction and working outdoors? Superior Fence and Rail is franchising in new markets all over the Southeast. From Birmingham to Savannah and even a few more markets in Florida. Come win with Superior Fence and Rail and redefine the fence industry. So get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail to learn more about starting a fence franchise today. SuperiorFenceandRail.com Sassine's Office Systems helps you manage information more efficiently, offering a full line of award-winning copiers, printers, electronic document storage solutions, mailing solutions, and IT solutions. Founded in 1981, Sassine's continues to offer unmatched customer support and world-class scalable technologies to both small businesses and Fortune 500 companies. Located in Jacksonville, Daytona, Orlando, Tampa, and Gainesville, Sassine's is ready with your office solutions. Call 888-771-2679 or visit sissines.com. Come today. Yeah, James is consistent. I think we got beat a couple of times up front, you know what I'm saying? You know, in some of those runs that you know, but he gets the most out of everything. I mean, you know, there's not, not much more we can ask from him. You know, he's a bright spot, obviously. Um, you know, and does well. I just I just feel bad that we can't, you know, get a lead and get him more carries. And, you know, I think his production would be even higher, you know. But, you know, like you said, we just got to keep it, you know, keep people off. And, and at times, you know, just do, you know, continue to good job, do a good job with him. I mean, he's, a, he's a, obviously a good football player for us. 
Head coach Doug Marone after the game yesterday discussing James Robinson, Jaguars running back. Welcome back, Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli will be back with us at the top of the hour. So, Pete, it's you and I. It's going to be the best segment of the show. Of course. Every time he leaves, it's always the best segment of the show. Come on. How many shows have we done without him when he's been in Europe? They went, The ratings went through the roof. I mean, they are, to this day, there's not a higher rating than those shows. <laughs> I mean, those, those are ones they put in the Hall of Fame. They really are. Um, so, uh, James Robinson. I mean, this guy what, I mean, continues. It, yeah. it's it, You know what, JP? It's amazing that he's, like Doug said, you're not capable of seeing him play with a lead. Yeah, no. Because he's been phenomenal. I mean, I always say it. He re, he doesn't let anybody get square contact on him. He's always cutting and bobbing and and weaving and and it's hard to get square hits on him. He fits through tight little holes and pops out. He's what a running back should be. Um, you know, maybe he lacks the top end speed, which is okay. You don't have the explosive runs uh, from a guy like him, but he is a a tough guy grinder. And again, Emmett Smith style runner you know where emmett smith never let people get good shots on him and yet he still put up a, bo- a bunch of numbers uh he's an impressive kid he's been their best offensive player i don't think there's any question about that yep uh and he is a building block and a foundation for this team i'd have to go dig a little bit obviously but i'm curious how many rushing attempts are for losses or no gain for him this year i bet the vast majority are for positive yardage yeah, he and even at times when there's penetration, he has a, a way of finding himself to the line of scrimmage, and th- and that's a sign of a good running back. Um, he is everything that Leonard Fournette wasn't. Leonard Fournette had the straight line speed when he got through the hole, but he didn't make anybody mess. If there was penetration in the backfield, he was going down. Mm-hmm. If there was a guy in front of him, he's going to try and run him over. He wasn't making anybody miss. This kid makes people miss. Uh, he just doesn't have the top end speed. But he's a good back, and he's a good football player. To your point uh, of he's not a game-breaker, he's not going to break that 40-, 60-yard touchdown run. Um, talking to Terry Rabisky a few weeks ago, the running backs coach who's been in the league for forever and, and used to have Bo Jackson. And was a running back. It was a running was back. A running back. He used to have Bo Jackson day. and Marcus Allen in his backfield as an assistant back in the old days. He said to James earlier this year, you know, get us what we need as a team, and that's four yards. And then you can get what you want after that. So I think early in the season, he might have been worried about breaking out and, and getting an extra 10 yards, something like that. But as the season has gone on, you, you see him focusing on what the blocking is, following the play, and that helps the offensive line out as well when you follow what is what is drawn up for you. And, he, and he's a pretty good receiver, too, out of the backfield. He can catch yep. the ball. You saw that yesterday at a good catch. I, I think eventually – uh, they'll use him more in the screen game as they get better at that kind of thing. Uh, but right now, he's a good running back. He, uh, now, he's not Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew. We can slow that roll right now, but he's a good back. And if you ask me if I could have him or Leonard Fournette right now to run behind my offensive line, I'm taking Robinson. Right. I mean, we'll we'll see Leonard tonight on Monday Night Football, but... Um, he, doesn't do any, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything down there, yeah. No, doesn't do anything. No. I mean, he did some things in Jacksonville, but a lot of that was out of necessity because he got the ball and they were behind. You know, the passing yardage he got last year catches was behind. But no, look, I mean, Robinson but Pete, is a they took a, they they took a lot of heat for that decision right when it happened. Right? I mean, there were a lot of right. fans oh, who yeah, said, "What are you doing?" That's one. De- 
JP, that's one decision that they deserve to get credit for. That's right. Because, uh, you know, when they said Fournette packing, they knew they had Robinson. And, you know, you started hearing good things about him, and we talked about it on the show. And people, when I told people, in, in, like, on the air in my place, and I said it in the office, they said, who? And I said, you watch. I've heard nothing but good things about this kid. So they made the right decision. And, and he's a good kid. He's a, he's a great like character kid from everything I hear. Yep. A little quiet. Um, you know, that which, you know, guys are um, when they're young and they're in rookies, but he, he's a good back and they have, that's a building block. There's one. I think DJ Chark is two. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, offensive line wise, you'd like to think Juwan Taylor is, but I don't think he's played that well this year, but he should be, uh, you know, Chenault will be, I think. Maybe if he stays healthy. That right. Was knock and that's on always the book on a guy like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so and I think you bring Keelan Cole back as the third receiver, but that group is coming back. Now, how they play out the offensive line is to be determined. You never know. Uh, well, Can will be back because Can's contract. And Can's actually – A.J. Can, give him credit. He's played pretty well this year. The rest of those guys, I think it's up in the air. Linder, mm-hmm. Norwell, mm-hmm. Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson hasn't played himself into a, 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 a big-time contract, I don't think. Tony might disagree with me, but I'd be careful with that one. Right. I mean, if, you, if there's a better option out there, too, maybe you go get the better option. Well, can you can you, you I still don't think you're going to be able to pay Linder and Robinson. So one of them has one of them has to go. All right. So are you more comfortable paying Linder or paying Robinson? For me, I think I'm more I'm, comfortable paying Linder. I'm more comfortable paying neither of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> None of them. Start over. No, I would. Well, I mean, you drafted. Barch, you think he's going to be a player. True. So he could be one of the guards. You might send Norwell packing, mm-hmm. make him the left guard. Uh, and then, you know, you can find some guys. that are, They have money to spend. Let's not forget they about do. that. There's guys you can find on the, on the street. Let's just say in the draft, they had, and we're going to talk draft later, but Fields <laughs> and the offensive lineman down yeah. there at the, when they picked the Rams pick. Left tackle, uh-huh. and and they sign a tight end in free agency. Hmm. Is that a good offense? Well, it depends on what kind of tight end you're getting, right? I mean, if you're going to get a free agency tight end, you think he's going to go down the Hunter field and make catches? Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Starting left tackle at 22 or whatever it is now. Right, right. And, Which would be a rookie tackle, but, you know, we've seen those guys right. step in and play. Beckton's played really well. He was a high pick, though. Um I think you'd have yeah. confidence at that point, right? I mean, new guy you're comfortable so you're, with at left tackle, yeah. new quarterback. So your offensive line, a new guy you pick in the first round at left tackle. Yeah. Um, Barch at left guard. It's a young left side, though. Say you bring Linder back at center to keep the group together, mm-hmm. Can and Taylor. Then you have Fields. You draft the – you sign Hunter Henry. You draft – and then you have the three healthy receivers together with Robinson. Is that a, is that a good offense? That's – it's better than what's going on right now. I'll say that. Well, it has really. It has the potential to it, be. It a has really the good potential. I, I don't think uh, opening day you can say, "Hey, we're good. It's built." You can't do that. They got to go play no, and get better no. together. You know. So I mean that, and and there are options in free agency as well to spend money on. So there, look, it's moving. You have the money. You have the draft picks. Yeah. You have some building block. Yeah. It's just this year. If you're a fan, I know you hate when I say this. You just got to hope the Jets win one, oh, and 
Well, I mean, that's the reality. You'd rather have Trevor Lawrence than Justin Fields. And that's not a, anything against Justin Fields because I think he's going to be a really good player too. This might be Burrow and Herbert. You'd be okay with either one of them. Right. One more quick thing here before we go away. Are you more comfortable paying a tight end in free agency or drafting a rookie tight end to be the star? Or does it matter? I mean, I might be more comfortable paying a left tackle if I got one and and then drafting the rookie tight end. Yeah. The problem with the tight ends nowadays, they're one-dimensional in a lot of cases. I mean, like, okay, the kid at Penn State was going to be a first-round pick. Briarmouth, I think that's his name. He's hurt now. And so how do you evaluate him? And he's a complete tight end. You have the, the Florida kid. He's, we know what he is. He's a yeah, pass catcher. That's right. That's a, that's, a, that's a Darren Waller. That's who he is. When you say that's what he's going to be like Darren Waller. Yeah. And that's, do you see what Darren Waller does? He creates mismatch problems for a defense. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Got plenty of time to discuss that ahead, but it's an interesting thought. Let's move in to the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll see if Buscelli's back with us. If not, the great radio will continue with Pete and I. Second hour coming up. Your social questions plenty ahead. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body checking your phone getting in the car sitting at your desk checking the phone getting in your car sitting at your desk checking your phone for the 50th time today if you do anything with regularity you should get massaged with regularity massage envy keep your body working regular body work makes the body work with massage skin care and stretch come in today for more information or visit massageenvy.com for more details you won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than scrubble's flexible service car wash start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak free every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming lint-free towels window cleaner and a free air freshener Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement, and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. You know, I kind of went back and forth for a little bit. I mean, truthfully, I was just thinking to myself, hey, listen, do we keep them in there? And, you know, you talk about getting experience, you know, is that going to get experience? And then is it good enough or, you know, where we are? But I think, you know, during the week, we'll evaluate it. Uh, I don't think I'll have an answer on Monday, you know, when I get asked a question. But, you know, I think as, um, you know, the week goes, we'll take a look and, and see what we can do. What's the best thing for our team? Head coach Doug Marone after the game yesterday discussing the quarterback situation. Welcome into the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour, the day after a Jaguars loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 11. 27-3 the final score. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, glad you're along with us today as the Jags have extended their losing skid to nine straight games. The offense struggled. Jake Luton threw four interceptions, and that answer from Doug Marone was to a question about whether he thought about putting Mike Lennon into the game. He said he thought about it, but decided to stick with Luton in the game. Moving forward, still no uh, decision as of today when Doug Marone spoke at the quarterback spot moving ahead. They'll see how Gardner Minshew progresses in practice this week. The coaching staff wants to see him throw a little bit more, and then they'll figure things out possibly on Wednesday. The defense held their own for a bit. The Steelers, though, just uh, have all those weapons everywhere, and the Jaguars are walking wounded and, in some cases, not walking. Unfortunately, it is a, it was a tough sled yesterday in the athletic training department and the medical <coughs> staff as well. A lot going on in the game. A lot of guys left the game to not come back, and some major players could be out for a little while, including Josh Allen on the defensive line. On deck. It doesn't get easier. The 7-3 and three Cleveland Browns come to town this week in week number 12, and they're fighting for a playoff spot. You'll know they'll be locked and loaded. Hey, uh, Tony's back with us. The, the, you missed the I'm last back, 15 sorry. minutes was the best radio we've had in a long, time. It's unbelievable. Time. The, the ratings just went right through the roof when you left. For I, I heard it as I was on the phone taking care of something. I heard you guys babbling, babbling along. No. Oh. We, I got these. You know how they nowadays you can get ratings metered like by fifteen minute segments. That was the yeah. highest rated fifteen minutes of the year so far. Yeah, yeah, I heard your I heard your Hunter Henry take. Not just Hunter Henry, just whatever they need help. <laughs> and you wouldn't pay either, uh, Linder or you cut you get you you move on from Linder and Cam. I just, might. He'd start over, is what he said. Yep. Lucky Tony, I might. 
I I I'd play Shatley at center if I had to, and I I get a left tackle or a draft one. Play Barch at left. I mean, yes, I would. Probably to be honest with you, I think they're both too expensive. For, uh, they'd be both too expensive for what they are. What What would make uh, What number would make Cam too expensive? Well, what do you think he's going to ask for? I mean, an unrestricted free agent left tackle after seeing what these guys have been getting. What did Bakhtiari get? And he isn't Bakhtiari, but what do you get? Twenty-two or twenty-three a year? Yeah, just drop him down a little bit. What do you think he's going to ask for? I didn't say what he's going to ask for. What would you? What ask- would I pay him? Yeah. Twelve. I was going to say fourteen. That ain't twenty. I mean that. No, no, but you're, no, no, but you're no. paying for. Uh, what are you paying for, Tony? What What are you getting for fourteen million dollars a year? I mean, I think you're getting a solid starter. <laughs> so you're overpaying for a solid starter. <laughs> no, I mean, but I mean, left tackle start left tackles is league. You're getting ten to fourteen. All right. Um, unless, 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 you, unless you go get them, you know, draft them. Do you think he's better than Villanueva? Yes. You do? Yeah, I do. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, gosh, Pete. Go watch the tape. He's well, a, this year, Villanueva has played down. I think he's a, th- he's a thousand times better run blocker than Villanueva. He's a better Villanueva run Villanueva can't bend his knees. And he's a better pass blocker. Ben saves Villanueva. Ben gets rid of it faster than any quarterback in the league, and he moves in the pocket as well as anybody. Yes, he's better than Villanueva. It's not close. Okay. Yes. okay, but he's not. Okay, look, we can go around the league and find left tackles. He's not better than. What are they paying Villanueva? I'm going to look. Okay, is he, he's not better than Eric Fisher, and he's not good. Is he better than Tom? Would you agree with that? He's a better run blocker than Eric Fisher, but he's, he's not as um, – I mean, I think he's, he's on Eric Fisher's – Caliber. I don't. I mean, they're look. You're right. They're probably neither one of them are that good. Um, How about Tunsil? What is it? Okay, you know what Villanueva gets per year? He got a. He makes six million dollars a year. Wow. Look at Tony. And he's an unrestricted free agent after the season. So I mean, there's not that much. Would you pay Villanueva six million and Cam Robinson fourteen? <laughs> Come on, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pete. Here's the other thing you can't do anymore. Now, Bill Wave is older. Yeah, he's much older. Here's the other thing you can't do, Pete. You just can't keep on getting rid of guys. You have to build somewhere. I mean, so I'll give you the perfect example. Eight million, eight million dollars. Tony, we know what okay. we're about the GM. What, what is no? Um, no, you're missing my point. You're, this is exactly how whoever the GM needs to be thinking. What's Eric Fisher getting paid? Round pick though too. I don't care. It's it's his second contract. What is he getting paid? I'll tell you right now. We'll see if you're over. You love to. He's getting uh, twelve a year. Okay, so, so I, I said twelve. I said twelve. I, <laughs> Tony wants every every player in the league wants Tony no. as the GM. I no, you said ten. First of all, I said I twelve. Said, and I said twelve, 12 to fourteen. JP? You said fourteen. Uh, J- Tony said 14, I said 12. No, Correct. I did not say 14. You I did said 12 say 14. to 14. You said 14. You said 14. I said 12 to 14. I gave you a range. <laughs> I said 12, and yes. you said 14. 14 is what you said. We can pull the tape. I'll bet you anything. Okay, if whatever. If, by the way, that deal was signed two or three years ago. I think he's an equal quality. Like, 
and everyone killed the Chiefs when they signed him and paid him that much money two or three years ago. Here's the reality is, unless you have someone better to replace him with, you just keep on going backwards and spinning and you go nowhere. So, okay, so you can't pay. Would you agree that you're probably not going to pay keep Linder and pay Cam? I don't think you can pay Linder, Norwell, and Cam. No. Okay, well, let's take Norwell out of the equation because the uh, ideal situation, Barch is ready to play left guard, he plays left guard. True, right? You drafted him, you think he can play, you put him at left guard. Get rid of Norwell. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, I haven't, what I saw in the two games, I'm not doing that. But it's a whole year of off-season okay. work I, and everything. Great. I'm, uh, am I going to bet everything going into the uh, go into the season with what I've seen so far? Now, I haven't seen practice. I haven't seen what this guy does in camp. I mean, we weren't there, Pete. So right. It's, you're, it's hard but to that's tell. An idea, but that's an ideal scenario. You'd ideal, like to sure. Yes, ideal. Okay, but, okay, but you'd pay everybody and bring it. So you'd give Cam Robinson not, a contract? I did not say I'd pay everybody. You're not. So you what would you do? What would I do? Um, one, I, I my biggest concern, Pete, is if I'm going to go draft a young quarterback, I want to protect him. And even okay, if it's for, I mean, you got to protect him. I get that, but you are you is this line good enough to protect? Yeah, I mean that's a fair. That, that's the other side. Is it? I mean, what do you get? Are you getting what you're paying for? Right. And that's a fair. So, that's a fair point. So okay. So let's let's just say you can't. There's no way you can pay. You can't pay. You Cam can't Robinson, pay Linder, Norwell, no. and Linder. And nor would you. Why would you? I agree. So one of them or two of them have to go. You're probably right. So then, which one do you pick? Do you pick the young guy and let the two old guys go? I mean, I, I, I've always maybe overvalued Cam because I think he really has ability and talent and everything else, but the consistency is just not there. And if you look at it, you know, his rookie year was his rookie year, up and down, but that's a rookie. Um, he came back before he got hurt. He was not playing good, did not have a good camp, no. not good preseason or good start, gets hurt um, early. And then really last year, Never looked good at all last year as well. Now came back this year in a contract year in great shape and like ready to go. Started well. Um, has had last couple has been tough weeks, but for the most part has played well this year until the last couple weeks. Um, but when you worry about with a guy like that, Pete, did he do it just because it was his contract year? Right. And, and, I, and, and I, if this is your I, contract I, year and this is the best you're going to get, you know what I mean? If this, if he went into the year as a contract year, got in great shape, was ready to go, I'm going to go show people I'm worth all this money, and this is the best you're going to get. That's concerning. Yeah. Well, I mean, what does he get paid if he's an unrestricted free agent? That's a good question. I mean, is he going to get? He probably get. He's not coming close to that Bakhtiari money. No, 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 no. He's not that. So good. he's. So what's he get? I say he get twelve. Oh, I bet you he gets more than that in the open market. Pete, look around the NFL. Look at offensive linemen. I know they're bad. There's some bad linemen in this league. He, I mean, okay, is he better than Donovan Smith in Tampa? Probably. No, I don't think so. No? Or it's close. It's close, though. Yeah. Okay, the Rams started. I, I, I'm I just going Don, for tonight's game. Donovan the Rams started think, Whitworth. Whitworth is – Whitworth, Whitworth is not as athletic. He's just a crafty dude. He's like, no. I think Whitworth's better. He is better. Yeah. He's hurt now. So he's better. But 
there are there, there, he's not better. There are certain there's a lot of veterans starting now that aren't going to be around either. So maybe there will be a market work like Jason Peters. Um, I mean, he's he, he was terrible yesterday. Yeah, he's struggling. I mean, his, his body's breaking down though. He was a great player. His body's just player. breaking down. Great player. Um, but you have big to your point, and this is where you and I you have big decisions. I'm not paying him like a franchise left tackle because I haven't seen that this year. But I don't think putting, let's call it between 10 and 15 million, just make that the range be in your left tackle. Right. Or good, you know, above average play is out of the realm with the, where the cap and what, how guys are getting paid right now. Okay. So 12 million is fair. I don't think he takes it. No. I think he goes, he goes to free agency to see if he can get more. Maybe he can get more. Well, now, I'll here's another question. I... Speaking of free agency, are you sure you can attract the free agent you want at that position? I mean, well, the right money will attract. You can get him anywhere. Well, here's the thing. You're not going to go find there's – no, there's no franchise left tackles coming up in free agency. Come on, guys. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, but, but you've got to draft one then. Okay, but then, Pete, you also need a t- – you also want a tight end. You also need a pass rusher. You also need – uh, a, a safety. You also need, you know. But aren't you compounding your problems by overpaying a guy just to fill the spot? I'm not saying overpay him. I get what you're saying. I'm not saying I wouldn't pay him 16, 17, 18, nowhere close to $20 million a year. I wouldn't do it because I haven't seen that. Now, maybe in the last. Six games a year, he's just dominant, and things look better. Possibly, I'd still be worried because it's a one-year sample size, and this will be his best year as contract year. We've seen that story in the league before, Pete, of how that works. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, I think you got to be concerned a little bit about him playing his best football this year, and this is, this is it. This is what you get. And so, but. At the same time, understand I got to someone has to play left tackle, somebody, right? And, and, and you just saying go draft a guy. Okay, I got to draft a lot of guys. Tony, I understand that, but you're also saying let's just play on with them, just I'm because they don't that. have any. I'm not saying that. I'm just. I think it's smart rest. when you're when you're building a team before you just start cutting guys because you're not happy and it's always they stink. You better have someone to replace him with because you have to line up with eleven guys on each side of the ball, Pete. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you a guy that's gonna be a free agent. And he's played really well this year and he stunk before this year. Garrett Bowles. I'm not, I'm, I'm, he's not, not played him either. <laughs> no. Tony, he's no. played much better this year. Yes, okay, he but he's still but he's still light in the rear end. It gets pushed around. Either. I'm not paying I'm not, him either. No, no. But if you put those two side by side, Cam, I, I, take Cam. I bet you Cam's I bet more, you Bowles gets more money. Cam's more physical. That's just it. There aren't any guys on the market. You can't. That's my point. Money. I mean, you, you, then you're betting on the draft. Well, and if I, that's the case, he's going to go in and say, you know what? I'm going to go test the market and see what I'm going to get. And that, I mean, but then you have to use, do you transition tag him? What is the average? That's probably what they'll do. That's probably what they will do. Transition. Why don't you trans- transition tag him? If you lose him, you get a draft pick. Right. Right. That's probably what they'll do. Right. I mean, that's what I would do. Uh, well, I just said, now you're copying me. That's what I said <laughs> no. I would do. 
but but again, what, what's, gonna, what's, what's the top? What, what's the top? What's the top ten number for? Because it isn't transition tag the average in the top ten. Uh yeah. So what do you think? Uh, let's what, we'll so figure it out. Twenty three is the highest. Yeah, they've what's paid the, some tackles What's the tenth? They've paid some uh, tackles lately that'll skew it higher. That's for sure. I'll find it in a second. But All right. you you know if you add one in the draft, can he step in and play right away? And the answer to that question: If you add him in the first round, you can. They better. Yeah, but you're uh, okay. But Pete, if you the Rams are pretty good. And so they're going to be picking, let's say, t- between 22 and 28. Right. You're not finding a guy that you're probably comfortable with. You're not finding Becton. No. 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 You're, you're not, not finding, finding Will. Have you watched the Browns on tape yet this year? Yeah. What do you think of Will? I think he's a good player. You would take that and put him at left. Would you take Wills over Robinson? I, I've only watched like one or two games. I haven't watched okay. enough. Let's uh, be okay. unfair. But like I'll tell you, this, I like the, the kid at Tampa, the right tackle they got. He's good. Yeah, he's really good. And the kid at the kid in the Giants is struggling, but he'll be okay. Yeah, he's playing better the last couple of weeks. But these are all guys taken in the top half of the draft. They're not I there at twenty-two. Well, the the Vikings picked a, a tackle later in the first round. And he's now starting at right guard. Okay, you know, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't solve your left tackle problem. No. So basically, so what does solve your left tackle? The paying paying Cam Robinson fifteen million dollars a year doesn't solve your left tackle spot either. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Right. It hey, just fills it. We got a timeout. So like, well, we got to take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll uh, finish this conversation because this could go on for a while. We'll get to your social questions, and it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity the best thing about working at fair and farrah is all of the employees we all work together it's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day there's a, a common cause or goal no matter what your job is we're all there for the client we are dedicated to our clients 100 we do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims fair and fair is really the fair family when they choose us they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side farrah and farrah Here for you, here for good, Jacksonville. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, 
our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Looking to be your own boss in a proven business model? Do you like construction and working outdoors? Superior Fence and Rail is franchising in new markets all over the Southeast. From Birmingham to Savannah and even a few more markets in Florida. Come win with Superior Fence and Rail and redefine the fence industry. So get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail to learn more about starting a fence franchise today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour on this Monday, the day after a loss to the Steelers. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Vaselli. It's time now for our favorite segment each week, social questions. We put out the bat signal early in the day, and here's what we've come up with on this fine Monday afternoon, starting with question number one. Anthony Brown, Jr., I am firmly in the camp of keeping Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone. I think Coach Marone has done great this year. Also, with their record, they would be able to coach the Senior Bowl, which would give them a leg up in the draft. I, I didn't see a question there, Pete, but hmm. Yeah, I, I, look, I don't see that happening. I just don't. I don't I don't think they're coming back. One in fifteen, how do you sell that to your fan base? I don't think you can. Come on, let's be honest about it. JP. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's And as far as coaching the senior bowl, that's very helpful. If you do coach the senior bowl, if there is a senior bowl, it's Pete, helpful. We, we coached I've heard from, we coached three in a row, Pete. Yeah, I know. But it's usually helpful. Three teams, in a row. Teams have found guys in it. Three. Which, which ones? Which ones did they coach? They coached. Um, Would have been what? Fifteen, sixteen? No, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Should be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Mobile's cool and all. I mean, we were there for a few days and a week and all that stuff. I mean, I like Mobile, but. Uh, let's move on. Social number three. This is at CF Zellers four. What's the one quality you would look for above the rest for a head coach? Inspirational, spirited, offensive guru, coaching tree roots, attitude. Not at all trying to pile on Doug, but the expectations that were set this year are what they are. Great show. What do you think, Pete? Being able two things for me. Being able to lead men and delegate. And by that, I mean, if you hire good coaches, let them coach. If you believe enough in them, those guys to hire them, let them coach. But you got to be able to handle the big picture, clock management, uh, discipline, uh, 
all the, the things that I think it takes to be a head coach. You don't have to be a, you don't have to be the guy making the game plan. You don't have to be the guy calling the plays. Big picture. And you see that a lot with some of the, you know, Mike Tomlin handles the big picture. And I think he does a great job with it. Yeah. Manage everybody and get the right people in place to do all that. And then you just, you're a and know how to handle people. Yeah. You handle your people, you handle your coaches, you let your coaches coach and you handle your players. You treat them with respect. You treat them like men. And, but you also have to have a firm hand. You can't let what happened in Jacksonville in 2017 and 18 happen again. And if you have the right guy, he's not going to ha- allow that to happen again. Our next question from at Waco Gorina from down in Argentina. Hey there, good afternoon. The J.P. Pete and Tony trio on Monday is amazing. Draft mode for Tony is best player available, but which are the most needed positions to draft and which ones can be addressed in free agency? Saludos. Hmm. Best player available? you you have to draft the quarterback at number two. If they're at number two, they're taking Justin Fields. If it's not, you know, if he's, you have to. That That's a given. But I think this is one of those things, and Tony kind of nailed it. It's been a philosophy of mine for a long time, JP. You draft around the quarterback. And, I, and I've always said this. It used to be a four-pronged approach to drafting. You draft the quarterback. You draft the guy who can knock down the quarterback. Yeah. You draft the guy who can keep that guy from knocking down the quarterback, which is your offensive lineman, tackle, preferably. You draft the guy who knocks the quarterback passes down, which is the wide receiver. And now the way the game is played, you have to add a fifth to that. Oh, and that's really? the big play wide receiver. Yes. It's become a five-pronged approach to winning and drafting. And if you fill those spots and they're all good players, Probably going to have a pretty darn good team. That Your hand was right in the camera there for those watching on the video. Like, okay. I mean, right in there. There you the... go. <laughs> yeah. If right. you, no, if you draft those five players. Sure. And you have a star pass rusher, a star quarterback, a, a really quality left tackle, a corner who can play man coverage and lock down one side of the field, and a big play receiver – your team's probably going to be pretty good. Haven't they done that around here the last few years? They thought they did. They just didn't pick the right guys, or those guys are now on other teams. Think about it. Well, uh, okay. Well, the quarterback has been they they flopped major major quarterback drafts. Yes, flopped them all. Leftwich flopped. Everett flopped. Yep. Flopped. Right. There's your your o for so you're o for at that position. Pass rusher. Yes. Dante Fowler. Right. Flopped. They, right. Uh, Josh Allen. Good to be determined how good he can be. Mm-hmm. Chase on has done nothing. Um, so that's, you know, and Gakwe was a hit, sort of, but. But he was the third round. And they, it was like, the, you know. Right. Yeah. Tony, we're talking about your, your now that Tony's back, your, hey, Tony. your approach. You talk about being good on the lines and being good on the quarterback. And I've always had the four-pronged approach. The drafting is now a five-pronged approach. You get the quarterback, the guy who knocks the quarterback down, the guy who protects the quarterback and keeps those guys from knocking him down. And the guy who knocks the cornerbacks passes down on the outside the corner. If you get those four, and I've added the big play receiver because of the way the game is played now, but if you get those five, your team's probably going to be pretty good. So I, I would argue it's hard to get all those. Number one, um, pass pass rusher is more important than than DB every day of the week. Yes, of course, agreed. And so, like, just focus on this. Go find go find a quarterback. Go find a pass rusher. Go find people who can protect the quarterback. Go do that. You're going to be a good team. If you can protect the quarterback and control the line of scrimmage with a good quarterback, 
you're going to be good. If you can rush the quarterback and hit him, then guess what? Your secondary gets a lot better. Of course. But, but again, I thought the, the left tackle is more I, important than getting the guard. Um, Drew Brees would disagree with you. He wants a, he wants a firm inside because he's not. Like, two best Peyton positions Andy. on his the two best positions on his I line agree. are the right tackle and the right left tackle. No, I agree with you. That's fair. But my point is saying this: I was talking to a defensive coordinator, very well respected, who coaches good defenses, and everyone listening is not it was not Gus Bradley; it was someone else um, that um, told me is his corners. Well, to like come say, it's like, hey, where's the pass rush? Because they know, like, because you only can cover so long. If you, oh, I'm with you. Like, let me tell you what. You want to know why the Rams' defense is pass defense is really good? It's not like Jalen Ramsey's a big part of it. He's a very good player, but they're good because they can rush the passer with four right. guys. They have thirty. They have thirty-one sacks. They're second. They're they're they third in the league attack. Yep. They have one hundred twenty-four pressures. Right, and, but but again, you know you. There's this whole perception out there now in analytic world that the DBs are more important than the than the defensive line, and I don't no. believe it one bit. No, I don't nope. either. I'm, I'm with you. Let's get to our next question from at UCF Jaguar. How much of this is bad drafting versus not developing talent? Our players are always regressing. No way guys like Jawan Taylor, Josh Allen, and DJ Chark should be worse than they were last year. And they oh, are. I, I don't think DJ Chark is. No, well, he was banged up, so yeah. yeah but I don't think he's DJ playing with Chark bad is. quarterbacks. He's he's he, he better watch out. He's going to end up being like Allen Robinson, never being able to play with a good quarterback. Yeah, I don't I mean, think it's I don't think it's DJ. I, I would disagree with DJ. Um, but the other two have regressed. Well, Josh Allen's been hurt too, Pete. And and how hurt is he? We don't know. Yeah, he's been hurt oh, the whole hurt. year. Well, but, yeah, he's been banged up a little Jawan bit. Missed Taylor, a couple games. Jawan Taylor's been has regressed. That's fair. Or at least he, he, hasn't, same, he hasn't improved. He hasn't, he hasn't improved. improved. Um, I mean, I, I think. I mean, I think it's more. I think it's drafting more than anything. Go look at the overall roster. It's the roster build more than anything. If you're asking me, and people and people will say. Well, they didn't have an off season to get better and do their and, and but you've seen other guys on other teams get better from year one to year two. But Pete, what would you say if you looked at where this organization is right now? Is it more coaching or more uh, player acquisition? Well, it's player acquisition. Yeah, we've gone through this stuff. before. Yeah, but but you could point to a guy like Jawan Taylor and put it on the okay, coaching you, staff. Okay, but yeah, that's one offs. I'm looking at 53 guys. Right, right, but but. I thought Jawan Taylor was going to look like a monster this year, and it hasn't happened. He's been inconsistent. Is that on Why? him or is that on the coaching what? staff? It's I, on I, him. It's, it's ultimately on the guy. I mean, what, what, your, what's your, wrong your, with him? Your pro. What, is, what is he doing? You're an offensive lineman. You're a tackle. You're going to go to the Hall of Fame. What's he doing wrong? His hands aren't great. He turns too much. I think he's too vertical at times. He doesn't make good – like, he gave up a pressure or hit just, like, Poor set, like like, and it was like almost like a not recognizing the situation, who you're blocking, and where the guy, you know, the interior guys lined up, and what you're trying to do. It's like it was just like lack of awareness. I don't even know. Is that the one it. where T.J. Watt came around? And, yes, uh, and he looked like yeah. he came from Palatka uh, to get in there and get him. It wasn't like it was head on no, or anything. No, it was outside. It was. I mean, it's a look. You should know exactly what's coming, and so that stuff mental. 
more than physical. I mean, he can play. I'm convinced he can play. Yeah, I thought he would be a star this year. Uh, I thought he would be one of the better right tackles in the league this year. Had that? Yeah, I did too. All right, one final question here. Um, this actually is not even a question. It's a comment. At JankoJag904, at this point I'd be more entertained watching Baselli and Prisco in a boxing match every Sunday than watching no, what I keep seeing every week. My money is on Baselli. Prisco looks like he would punch below the belt seeing that he's four foot three. Wow, that's a shot. Well, A, I'm not four foot three, but B, if I'm fighting Tony Baselli, I'm punching him. You know where I'm punching him. It's going to hurt like hell where I punch him. <laughs> Let's put it this way Tony would have a higher pitched voice. Singing some <laughs> like <I> <laughs> Uh Pete and I don't want to fight. I'm too old. No, he would abuse me. He's a big it man. Like it, would hurt. it looks like it would hurt, too. It's just, I'm too old to yeah. fight. Who wants to fight when you're almost 50? I'd go, I'd go shoulder first, hip second. <laughs> I would just say it's all you, Pete. Congratulations. No, you can congrats. Win. You win. I don't want to get thrown around uh, by a big man. I'll tell you that right now. I love it. Social questions are done. Thank you for the submissions today. We'll be back with more next week. We're back in a moment with a look around the AFC South. Yes, we must. But the not-so-powerful draft order rankings right around the corner as well. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity Kessler Creative proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars has the large format printing services running in high gear creating large banners for marketing events full vehicle ramps learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation from eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays Kessler does it all Kessler Creative Jacksonville Florida Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. 
Sassine's Office Systems helps you manage information more efficiently, offering a full line of award-winning copiers, printers, electronic document storage solutions, mailing solutions, and IT solutions. Founded in 1981, Sassine's continues to offer unmatched customer support and world-class scalable technologies to both small businesses and Fortune 500 companies. Located in Jacksonville, Daytona, Orlando, Tampa, and Gainesville, Sassine's is ready with your office solutions. Call 888-771-2679 or visit sissines.com come today. Brooks Rehabilitation outpatient locations throughout Florida are currently open and accepting in-person and telehealth appointments. They're following CDC guidelines to include screenings, temperature checks, face masks, social distancing, and additional sanitizing of all surfaces. They're taking extra precautions to ensure your safety so you can focus on your recovery. Please call their central intake unit at 904-345-7277, option 3, to schedule your visit. Brooks Rehabilitation is the official rehabilitation provider for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Welcome back. The the fight continues. Jaguars Happy Hour on this Monday after the Steelers knocked off the Jaguars yesterday, 27-3. Steelers are 10-0. The Jaguars are not. They're 1-9. They've lost nine straight. It's time now for the AFC South Power Rankings and Review. You're shaking your head, Pete. What are you shaking your head at? Because I think the Steelers Steelers have a legitimate chance to go undefeated. Well, they they have Baltimore Thursday night. No, Baltimore's bad right now. Hmm. They have the toughest game remaining is at Buffalo. Your guy. That's a tough game. I can see them losing that one. Yeah, that's it. All right, you know what's going to happen? They're yes. going to clinch the division on Thursday night, essentially, and, and be jockeying for a home field advantage. And people are going to say, oh, it might be better off if they lose a game. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's stupid. <laughs> no. Win them all, baby. Win them yep. all. Uh, let's look around the AFC South. Yesterday, the Titans over the Ravens at overtime, 30-24. to Derrick Henry to the house in the extra period, Pete. Lamar Jackson, man, they, the passing game is so limited. This is a passing league, and you keep teams in the game. That's what's going to happen. Uh, I went back, and I actually was doing something on him today, and I went back. He's he's thrown like 50 fewer passes on first down than Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, both quarterbacks who move around. They got to let him throw on early downs more. Let it happen. If if he can't do it, then you got the wrong guy. Let him let him play fast and free on first down. Yeah, and I mean, I think here's the other thing is they got, I mean, you're right, Pete. His ability to run is great, but it can't be everything. You cannot, I don't think you can win consistently if that's the only thing you can do. And and I think he's regressed because I thought he was doing, I thought he was better last year in the pocket, better throwing the ball. And now, you know, this was, you know, maybe a couple weeks ago, but Hollywood Brown, their former first-round pick, not happy. He had zero catches, three targets, zero catches. But you know what, too, Tony? Teams are playing more nickel and dime against him and playing more man. And on third down particularly, and they're asking him to go make the accurate throw, and he's not making it. 
You know, when you play, when you run the ball like he runs the ball, you can play that zone, and he'll stick it in the the tight end, will curl in the middle of it, and you'll hit him for a pass. But now, there's not, they're, they're not really worried about it as much. And the I, offensive I line, and the offensive lines beat up, and you know they got all kinds of issues. I mean, Ronnie Stanley out, Skura, they bench because he can't snap. All of a sudden, something's mm-hmm. going on there. I mean. And then, and then, no, they didn't have Yonder this year, which hurt them a great deal. But, yeah, again, though, it's more him. He's got to – I, I think, again, this happened with Kaepernick. When, when Roman ran the Kaepernick offense, eventually it leveled off because teams well, people figured think it out. They figured it out. Yeah. But the Titans, give them credit because they, they were done in that game. It, they were down 11. I didn't think they were going to be able to – and Tana was scatter shooting it all over the place for a while. And – they found a way to come back. You got to give. They're tough. They're physical, and that was a big win for them. What was what was going on between Harbaugh and Brable? They kind of celebrated on the logo, I think, the Titans, and Harbaugh took offense to it, and that's where they got well, in. There it. was some pregame stuff too, right? The Titans guys yep. were, and the yep. Ravens coaches were yapping at each other pregame. Yep. yep, yep. Let me just say that's not that's not. I mean, Harbaugh wants none of that. No, that would not Brable. go well. That, oh, that was, a fist fight! <laughs> we, we we played it out one time. Vrabel would Vrabel, Don't you think Vrabel's the in a thirty-two fight off between the NFL head coaches? He's the last one standing. Let me go through real quick. Um, I think Doug would get some yeah. shots in, but he would he would be like Pete. He would um, he would play a little dirty just because. I That's think. okay. But I think Vrabel's Doug- dirty too. Doug would be a good match. I mean, he's a yeah. big Doug, man. Doug yeah. would be Doug would be good. But what about um, like back in the day? Not now. Ron Rivera would have been a good fight back in the day. I, but Ron, I bet you still has some fight in him. He'd be like, yeah. okay. Let me tell you, you know, Jack Del Belichick Rio might have been some, that, right? Bel- Belichick would have some scheme. He'd try to figure out how to get you. <laughs> yeah, you know, game, but, we always do that. We, it would be fun to see who would who would be. I think Rabel would be one of the last men standing. I think uh, Rivera, uh, Rabel, yeah. Then there's some sneaky guys. Like I think Anthony Lynn is sneaky tough. Like he'd be oh, a tough right. guy. And he's thick. He's another one. Yeah, I, for, I forgot yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Anthony would be there definitely in the end. Pete Carroll, your first one out. <laughs> no, yeah, he'd be one of them. Yeah, he's out of there. Uh, Texans over the Patriots, by the way, twenty-seven to twenty. Bad, bad loss. Mm. Bad loss for the Patriots. Mm. Yeah. Uh, good win for the Texans. I mean, they. You know what the Texans did? They came out and they threw the ball in early downs. They they had been doing much more of that with without Bill O'Brien and and Deshaun Watson played better. Yeah, that's a bad loss for the Patriots, but that's a good win for the Texans. I, I mean, I thought, are I, they still alive? No, but no. good win. I, I thought I thought the Patriots would just Patriots would run all over them. I did too. I did too. It didn't happen. The Colts were down big in the game, but they rallied to beat the Packers in overtime. The Packers fumbled in overtime to set up the game-winning field goal, and this was a fun game to watch down the stretch. Yeah, the Packers have defensive problems stopping the run, and the Colts. The Colts should have put that game away in regulation. I don't know if you guys saw that. They're trying to run out the yeah. clock, and they keep getting holding penalties. Yep. yep. It was amazing. They ended up with a third. Could have been a third and third or second and thirty. It took them out. You know, it took them out of field goal range, and they punted. And then Rodgers went down. And and look, the Packers have defensive issues. The Colts might have some offensive issues, and so it kind of evened out there. But well, they made the plays when they had to. Is the offenses are the offensive issues for the Colts uh, one Philip Rivers? 
No, because he didn't actually play that poorly. Like, yes, we're, we're, is it I think the playmakers? Like, yes. You know, you always talk about the, t- the Titans playmakers. I, Pittman's starting to make some plays, but T.Y. Hilton's been a major disappointment this year. Yeah. All right, quickly, guys. Yeah. AFC South power rankings. Um, I have an idea how they're going to go, and Tony I, already spoiled. I, 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 I pass. Pete? No, you got to say it. He's saying it. One, Colt. And they'll beat the t- Titans this week to really take hold of the division. Two Titans, three Texans, and way, way, way down uh, is is the Jaguars. But the Jaguars kind of won yesterday, and here's why. Not only did they lose, so they keep their draft <laughs> position. The Texans won, so now people won't keep saying, the only two wins the Texans got came against the Jaguars. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with the same power rankings. Um, although I think the Titans do upset the Colts this week. You do? Yeah. Back-to-back road games, that's mm. tough. And mm. I don't I don't think they will. All right, now time for the current not-so-powerful draft order for this the 2020, 2021 NFL draft. Let's uh, count down from 10 to number one as it stands today. Panthers, 4-7 and seven will draft 10th. Falcons, 3-7, and seven, ninth. The Texans eighth, but the Dolphins get the pick. They're three and seven. The Giants at three and seven will draft seventh. The LA Chargers at three and seven will draft sixth. Washington football team at three and seven will draft fifth. The Dallas Cowboys at three and seven would draft fourth. The Cincinnati Bengals at two, seven, and one would draft third. The Jacksonville Jaguars at one and nine drafting second. And the New York Jets. Are 0 and 10. They have the first overall pick as it stands today. I think the way Jacksonville's sitting right now, they're almost a lock to get either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Well, you can't. I mean, you you, you have room to win one more. If you win two more and the Bengals don't win another game, which they might not without Joe Burrow, then you then you got to worry third. about people going. Then you got to worry about people going up to get that. That's that right. Pick right. Yeah. So don't win again. Well, <laughs> that's my ad- that's my advice. Or win one more to make everybody feel good. Then you're locked in to get Justin Fields. If you win one more, uh, would you rather? Not- Here's <laughs> here we go. Would you rather not win another one? Chances that the Jets lose one, or win one and know you're going to have that the- you're not going to win another one and you're locked into at least two. Well, if you're going to be have 15, 14 or 15 losses, what does it matter? Lose you it. May as get well the best 15. player you can. Get the you best player. 15. So you come aboard on the 1 and 15, lock it up, right? You're agreeing. That's there. a lock. I'm, I'm not there yet. Pete, is it a lock for you? Oh, it's a lock. It's a lock. 1 and 15 is a lock. Wow. Locked it in. And you know what? That's a good thing. Because <laughs> if the Jets win one, you pick first. It's the, the, it depends who you Ask that question too. True. Very. If true. it's a good thing. The grand scheme of things. Again. Not anybody in the locker room. The grand scheme of things. I I would agree with that. All right. I mean, I, I guarantee you, if you ask DJ Chark and the wide receivers if they had a chance next year to play with Trevor Lawrence after their games, and you put them on the that old lie detector thing. You know what the sound's going to be. <laughs> you know what the sound will be. Uh, hey, DJ, would you rather play with Trevor Lawrence or win one more game? Oh, I'd rather win one more game. 
wouldn't. <laughs> oh, You're terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, would you rather have five, six, seven good years with Trevor Lawrence or win one more meaningless game? I think that's an easy question. All right, let's come back. We'll go around the National Football League from yesterday. And Monday Night Football, Tony Baselli has the call tonight in Tampa. We'll preview the game coming up. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars General Manager Dave Caldwell. Did you know you can ride your bike to every Jaguars home game at TIAA Bank Field and valet it for free? Stop by our bicycle check-in tent sponsored by Alert Today Florida near Gate 1 at TIAA Bank Field. An on-duty Zen Cog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secure during the game. When the game is over, return your claim ticket to pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, alert today, alive tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Go Jaguars. The best way to feel love is to share it at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. We always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, our best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. Online at SubaruofOrangePark.com. See dealer website for full details. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details.
We're back, baby. Jaguars happy hour coming down the stretch on this Monday, day after the Steelers-Jaguars game. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Vaselli. Let's go around the National Football League quickly from yesterday, some other games. By the way, the Ravens have added a, a few guys to the COVID-19 list after the game yesterday. J.K. Dobbins, one of those. Mark Ingram, one of those. They played Thursday night on Thanksgiving night. How did they play on Sunday? I don't know, but they tested positive. They probably, right? Well, they, they probably tested positive this morning. I'm, I'm being sarcastic, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not going to play on Thursday. Right. So that means Gus Edwards will be your lead running back on Thursday. It means the Steelers about to be 11-0 is what it means to me. Well, I mean, the Steelers are better than, better than the Ravens. And the Ravens have issues. That's not a good team right now. And who do they bring up? Yeah, that's a good question. Who knows? All right, let's uh, let's touch on these other games quickly. Go around the league. We'll touch on Monday Night Football coming up. Panthers over the Lions, twenty to nothing. The Lions are done. It's Patricia hanging right, so around. So's Matt, Patricia. So's Matt yeah. Patricia. By the way, <laughs> see, they it's blow like, they blow at the GM too. Yes, I think you have to. It's, so there's your there's more competition. I mean, okay. you know, you talk about the Falcons. Now there's another group, and then you got the Texans. Houston. Yeah, it's four yeah. four teams looking for GMs possibly. Wow, Browns and over coaches, the e- yeah. Browns over the Eagles, twenty two seventeen. Big rushing and defensive day for the Browns coming in here next week. They can run the ball, and my goodness, they got two backs. They got a good offensive line. Um, that team has, I mean, Baker Mayfield is like an afterthought in that team offensively. It's about Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. But the Jaguars get a break though. No Miles Garrett. Olivia Vernon played well last week, though. He did. He did. But that offensive line, are they the best offensive line in the league right now, Tony? I've only seen them once. The time I saw them, they're really good. Because the guards are really good, Batonia and and Teller. The center's good. Uh, And then you look at the right tackle, Conklin's playing well over there. And their left tackle's starting to play better as a rookie. They're they're good up front. When I saw them early, the the left tackle was coming along. Really yeah. physical and the really physical player in the run game, though. And they're good, and they run. That's all. Everything they do is based on that run. Everything. Saints over the Falcons, twenty-four nine. How the quarterback position work out, Pete? Oh, everybody wanted this. This reminds me of Tebow. <laughs> I mean, it's like let's rush him up. Oh my God, look what he can do, Tebow. Remember how many people held on to the Tebow mania for years, and there was one person that. Held the line and never would break, and that was me, and I was right. And I don't think this kid's any good either as a quarterback. Look, all I know is I went there, stood on the sidelines with Bobby Bear. You know Bobby Bear. He's covered that. He's been yeah. a quarterback there. And we were talking, and Bobby in his typical Cajun accent says, I don't know what he sees in him. <laughs> he doesn't think he can pass. How do you look? I didn't, see, I, I didn't see any of the game. How do you he look? He made a couple. It was okay. But, I mean, can you get excited about a team that when the quarterback doesn't throw a touchdown pass against the Atlanta Falcons who are giving up 28 points a game? Can you get excited about that? If that's what you want from your quarterback, then we'll give him kudos. <laughs> the <laughs> Washington over the Bengals, 20-9, but Burrow tore multiple ligaments in his left knee. Yeah, and that was bad. You hate to see it. You hate to see a guy having that kind of rookie year go down. But, you know, I hear today people talking about, oh, he might not be ready. He might not be ready. We've seen guys, Rob Gronkowski tore his ACL and his MCL in December and played on opening day. 
The problem is he's going to miss all the offseason work that he didn't get this year either. That's the problem. Yeah, it's too bad. Unfortunately, uh, as everyone knows, injury is part of the game, and but you just hate to see it to such a good young player. Yeah. Broncos over the Dolphins, 20-13. to 13. Everybody hates two all of a sudden. Well, why did they take him out? If you went to him, isn't the whole part of playing him is allowing him to have those type of situations where he's down 10 in the fourth quarter to see if he can get out from underneath the crap because Because, Pete, they think they're a playoff team, and they thought okay. Patrick could bring him back. I get it. It's I magic. understand that. But is this year, are they even if they get in the playoffs, are they going to make a run in the playoffs, Tony? No. So it's about building him. It's not about this year. I didn't how like bad how, how bad did he look? Well, the offensive line got just destroyed. He was getting crushed. They were the, the uh, he didn't look great, but the line was bad. And they had played pretty well as a group that that line. They're young. Chargers over the Jets, 34-28. Herbert has three or more passing touchdowns in five games. That's a rookie record. He's good. The way that He's ball really comes good. out of that, the way it comes out of his out of his hand, uh, and he he threw a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter on Sunday that went, oh my gosh, it 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 just was a rifle shot between about three guys. He's good. He's really good. Apparently, the Cowboys were fired up by the head coach's meeting when he used a sledgehammer like Gallagher and smashed a bunch of watermelons in front of the team for the Cowboys, and they beat the Vikings, 31-28. Why didn't is he get this the high, axe? Is, is, is this high school? Why didn't he get the school? axe out? It, it worked, Tony. I don't know. <laughs> Remember the axe in the locker room? <laughs> yeah, that worked well. I can't stand motivational crap. If you're not ready to play, what's wrong with you? Sledge well, I, I, what, 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 what's the sledgehammer and the watermelon? I don't know. What was that? the axe? What was the axe? Chopping wood? Keep hey, chopping chop wood, this, baby. Keep chopping. Yeah, chop, keep chopping. chop this punter's camp off. That's <laughs> hilarious. No, it's not. The Chiefs over the Raiders, 35-31. to 31. What a game this was. That was a good football game last night. Uh, that was a good football game. The Chiefs have defensive issues, though. And look, give Derek Carr credit. He played well. But they have issues on defense, and we know the Raiders do. Was there any doubt Mahomes is getting the ball and going right down the field and scoring? And and can people quit raving about Jonathan Abram because he makes a big hit or two? The guy gets – that was his coverage. What was he doing? He comes running up. If Mahomes scrambles for seven yards, eight yards. Who cares? Yards, right. Those are the games from yesterday in Week 11. Time for Monday Night Football and a great battle on tap at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and the defense of the 6-3 and three Los Angeles Rams meet the GOAT, Tom Brady, Gronk, and Leonard Fournette, and the 7-3 and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire the cannons! Toe meets leather at 8-15. Who you got tonight in Tampa? I think Tampa will win a close game. I, I think this is going to be I, – I, I want Tony, because he's doing the game, First series, if Tom Brady goes three and out, keep an eye on his body language. Because you remember when he played at nighttime a couple weeks ago against the Saints, he went three and out, and he started as Tom moping, and it carried over, and he moped the entire game, and he was terrible. And this, you mentioned it, Tony, this Rams team can get after the quarterback. Well, the bigger issue is this, is, is the last three games, Tom Brady is one out of 13 of passes that, uh, that have traveled 20 or more yards. He has been wildly inaccurate down the field. And if you watch the tape, they're really inconsistent, Pete. It's like feast or famine as an offense. And I worry about a good Rams defense. 
that can cover you on the back half and rush the passer. I think the I think the Buccaneers win a close game, but I don't think there's a lot of points tonight. I don't either. And, and by the way, that other corner, Williams, is playing really well for the Rams. Um, yeah, Darius Williams. Yeah, they're they're good on defense, and their defensive coordinator's done a good job. Again, though, I want to you know I think part of the reason Brady's been inaccurate. I think the eyes are coming down a little bit. No, because if you look, I watched the tape. The ones he he's not looking at the rush of the ones. I, I mean, these are guys wide open. He missed two wide open post patterns. One. To Evans, one to Antonio Brown, uh, Antonio Brown in the game last weekend. I mean, guys wide open, and he just sailed them. Okay, so the headline from today is Baselli Brady washed up. No, not yet. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I'm not that guy. That'll be the clip after the game tonight, all over social media. Uh, have a great call tonight, Tony. Enjoy it. Yeah, right, Tony Baselli on Westwood One. Is that where you're on? That's right. Yes. All right, Tony Maselli out of here. Pete Prisco out of here for our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening, and thank you for watching on social media today. We'll be back with you on Wednesday on the Jag social channels at 4 o'clock with another edition of Jaguars Happy Hour. Bucky Brooks joins us then. Catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.